Hi, I'm Juliet Mayers. Welcome to Entering the Inspiration Zone with Juliet Mayers, a podcast for business professionals and entrepreneurs seeking positive connection and professional development. As an accomplished author, speaker, DEI strategist, and member of Forbes Coaches Council, I am living the dream, and I love helping others achieve their dreams. Each episode, I will share with you actionable steps that you can take to build the work and life you've imagined. Hi, everyone. It's great to be back on Entering the Inspiration Zone. I'm so excited to have with me Alberto Vasallo III, and you'll hear more about why that is shortly. Alberto is president and CEO of El Mundo Boston, an iconic Latino media company that has been in publishing, broadcasting, and large-scale event business for the past 50 years in Boston, Massachusetts. He has received numerous, numerous awards. One of the ones that sticks out to me that I'm really excited about is he is actually Dr. Alberto Vasallo. <laughs> forgot. <laughs> and received an honorary doctorate degree from Boston College, where he is a triple eagle, went there for high school, college, and got his doctorate honorary doctorate there. Alberto is also a fixture in the Boston community. He's a strong leader and is continuing his family's legacy. Alberto Vasayo Jr. founded El Mundo Boston and Alberto Vasayo III is continuing in in great style. So thank you, Alberto, for joining me. Wonderful to have you here on Entering the Inspiration Zone podcast. I'm so happy you cleared up that my father started the business because once you said they've been in business for 50 years, people automatically think I'm 75 years old. My father's (laughs) the one who's that age. I'm the younger Alberto. Just (laughs) clear that right up. (laughs) Happy to help you clear that up. Happy to help you clear that up. Yeah, we've known each other for a long time. I've always admired that strong family connection and the great work that you all do in the Boston community. And so I am super excited to have you here. So as you know, Alberto, we always start our podcast by having our guests share a little bit about their background so that people can get a sense of who you are, where you came from, and so forth. And the title of this podcast is Keeping It Positive. And I think that is synonymous with the kind of person that you are and the kind of positivity that you infuse into everything that you do. So go ahead and tell us about yourself. Sure. So I was actually born in Boston, Massachusetts. My father's from Cuba and my mother's from Ecuador. So I was, and I consider myself your typical son of immigrants born here in the United States who grew up in a household, two languages, Spanish at home. Spanish was always spoken at home. And then you learned English at school. But you had you were in between these two worlds. You had a very Latino culture at home with traditions and values that sometimes were different than what you encountered in school, whether it was in kindergarten and then grammar school and then in college where I encountered kind of the Irish Catholic Boston world, mm-hmm. which was very foreign to me as someone growing up in a predominantly Black and Puerto Rican neighborhood in Cambridge, where I'm from, Cambridge. That's where we, my father and my mother um, started El Mundo. 
and really where I grew up. So I think I'm pretty typical of that generation. You meet a lot of Albertos in the sense of those of us who grew up in a Latino household and then learn to navigate two cultures. And you know, I'm pretty proud of being completely bilingual in both Spanish and English. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. And we share, I forgot about the Cantabrian part of yes. our shared uh, culture. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. And so you had this wonderful upbringing, very strong family values and so forth, bilingual and bicultural as well, and have gone on to really embrace the legacy that your father had established. And I know from talking to a lot of other entrepreneurs, as you know, I'm an entrepreneur myself and others, I'm sure some will be listening today as well. That is not necessarily an easy thing to do, right? A family business. So how was that experience and how did that become? How did you go about that in terms of transitioning from what you might have envisioned for yourself to the family business? Yeah, it's been a journey. It's a complete journey. I was with my father yesterday the whole day. We're very close. Both my parents are still alive and I'm very close to both. And my father was the man, my mentor, you know, the the person I had to look up with and who's instilled a lot of different values. And I always say, the older I get, the more the more all the things my father was trying to teach me when I was younger, I see were really true. But it was a journey because it was a family business. And when you get into a family business, anybody who's ever been in a family business, there was four of us. My sister was also in the business. So it was my mother, my, my sister Maria, my father and myself. And my sister Maria is three years younger. So it was a family business. And El Mundo, like you said, started in, back in 1972. So as soon as I was, I was, let's see, three, four years old when El Mundo started. So I kind of, my longest memory, my going back as far as I can, El Mundo has always been around, you know, that, that yeah. image, that brand. But we've suffered many highs and lows. Some of them highly feature or some of them very highly memorable. When I was 17, I'll never forget it. Summer of 85, getting ready to go to Boston College. August, we had a major flood. We were in a, a basement in Cambridge. My father was away and we got five feet of water and practically lost everything. Oh, wow. Um, that was, yeah, that was a low. But as I look back, that's what made me realize that this is what I was going to do for the rest of my life, which was be continue the family business, which was, at that point was a newspaper. Remember, 1985, there was no right. internet. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were way ahead of your time. <laughs> correct. Correct. Having a newspaper, the only one in Boston, Spanish language, was pretty unique. But it was very close to this close to kind of never coming out. My father was ready to Mm -hmm. throw in the towel. My sister and myself were young and my mother obviously pulled together. And that was a very difficult time. So there's been ups and downs. Just like any other business, there's been years where El Mundo has broken even, lost money and made money. And as a small business owner, that's something that I share with a lot of small business owners. You know, I wish I wish every business in the world had this upward kind of line that goes up every year. But mm-hmm. it really isn't like that. You have ups right. and downs. And the goal is to stay above water and weather the bad years. And hopefully the there are more good years than bad years at the end of it all. And we're not done. I'm not done. It's only been the first 51 years. So I'm planning the next 50 years. <laughs> you're, you're too young. You're too young. <laughs> Forever young, right? Like me. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, and that's an, a very inspiring story. The fact that you really, it took a certain level of mental toughness to go through that period. And yes. especially at a time where there weren't others like you 
Right. And in that business. And, yeah. you know, that's part of the resiliency that I see when I think of you and your family business. And yeah. it's something, despite it all, though, one thing I've always admired, which is why this podcast is titled Keeping It Positive, is that you have always maintained that positivity, regardless of what's right. happening. And yeah. our listeners can't see it, but I know that in your office, there's a huge sign that says positivity and under it, a noun and default state of mind. Yes. And in this world right now where everything seems to be so negative, I shouldn't right. say everything. I shouldn't use that term everything, but a lot of people yeah. seem to be focused on the negative. Talk to us about how you keep such a positive focus. The thing I love doing the most in life is keeping things positive, whether from the family, in the business. I want everyone who works for Mundo to have a great time. I want all my friends to have a good time. And obviously, in a family environment, I love having family around and friends. So I remember there's a friend of mine, Cuban guy down in Miami. He was going to write a book that says, I've never worked a day in my life. And I said, why did you pick that title? He goes, because I've always loved what I do for a job. Then I said, oh, that should be mine because I've been working since 17 at El Mundo, loving it, loving every aspect of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's way more good than anything else. But because of the El Mundo and the business, I always look at the positives, right? The negatives are, yep, struggling. As a CEO, you feel alone sometimes. How do you pay? You know, there's been times of how do you pay the payroll? What's going on? You're in a deficit. I mean, all of those stressful moments. But I try to concentrate on the positive things of, of everything. So even here, when I work with the sales department, because I work with the sales, I'll work with production. I do the morning show, you know, La Hora del Café. So I have little kind of departments of folks. I would say, guys, let's keep it positive. You know, always keep it positive. So that sign that you see that I've been using, that was a present from a group of four interns when I went away for a week. And they put that in the back of my wall. They're like, they, oh, they wow. looked at it, they're like, yeah, so I didn't even do that. It was these interns that said, you're always positive. You're like in a positive state of mind. So they did that. And that's been on my wall. And then uh, Zoom came in with the COVID. And that was kind of my background. So it's been kind of the, the moniker. But yeah, I love being positive. I wake up every day positive. I look at how lucky we are. You know, th there's, there's a word that people use, privilege, that word privilege, right? And you can use it yeah. in so many different ways. And I feel privileged to just be alive, mm -hmm. alive, okay? Mm -hmm. Forgetting about any other factors, I'm alive, you know, yeah. and healthy, right? Which is right. the other one. I got to knock on wood there. So that's mm -hmm. how I start the day, you know? If I get a flat and I wake up, I say, well, I know a lot of people who don't have a car. I know a lot of people who are who would love to have my car with the flat, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's that saying, you know, that I hope I don't screw it up. But the, the guy who had no shoes, who felt bad until he saw another guy with no feet, right? So mm. you never, you never know. And I'm not saying you should always look to see, you know, to live your life looking, oh, well, somebody could be worse. But if you put things in perspective, right. I think you always will end up saying, oh, I got, I got to give God thanks. And instead of asking, right. I, I give thanks. Right. Very, very powerful. And I feel uh, very similar in terms of my own experience with regard to that, which is why I appreciate it so much when I see it in others. And I think today there needs to be more around this. Yes. Not to say that, you know, because sometimes when you talk about positive things, people can think, oh, she's living in a bubble or he's living in a bubble. No. And that is not the case, right? No, no. Your own no, experiences. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I, and you know, 
It's funny because without getting into too many details, El Mundo has had very difficult moments. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had difficult moments. It's not like this business. I, I inherited a multi, multi-million dollar profit business yeah. at all, right? We grew up in Cambridge, very humble, you know, Cambridge Port area, mm-hmm. very humble beginnings. I couldn't afford a lot of the stuff that some, I would see other kids. I was able to go to Boston College High School and, you know, a lot, some of these kids had second homes. They would go skiing for vacation. Mm-hmm. And I was a Cambridge kid and we didn't have any of that. Sons of immigrants. Right. Uh, I remember. You know, my father, my mother literally got here with nothing. So, so it's not about that at all. It's about appreciating what I have. I appreciate right now that I have both my parents alive. That's mm-hmm. a huge thing right now right. with people my age. They say, right. you are blessed. You have your mother and your father, and you have a great relationship with both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it is a matter of perspective, right? Of Correct. Really choosing what you decide, and it is a decision, right? This is deciding what you want to focus on and deciding to be grateful and to be appreciative of what you have not necess- not disparaging others but being no. grateful for what you have so so thank you for that in terms of your positivity and so forth you talked about the business you talked about your the struggles with having the ups and downs within the business and so forth and that's you have that orientation, but how do you deal with, or what advice do you have for others who don't necessarily see things the way you do? Right, right. No, and I'm conscious that I was very lucky that I had two parents. I had some support system, right? I had my father. My father was a very strong figure in my life, very strong. And I have friends who, whether they didn't grow up with their dad or their dad passed away, whatever the circumstances, didn't have that. Others who come, my friends of mine, remember, I grew up in a neighborhood where there was everything, right? Mm-hmm. There was kids of mine who grew up without their father, without their mother, you know, with a broken home. I mean, I, I saw it, right? I'm from the city, so I, I see yeah. it. I grew yeah. up with that. And I was very lucky that I didn't. So I always tell people, I don't, you know, you can't judge anybody because you don't, you never know when you look at somebody how far they've come or their mm-hmm. journey and, right. and their experiences. Right. So I always try to respect that. But what I try to tell and I love interns. I get interns because young people keep me young. And mm-hmm. I take it as an opportunity to kind of teach them a little. And I don't try to take the role of the parent. I just try to teach them my experiences. And my yeah. experiences is there's a line in a great movie, The Shawshank Redemption. Morgan Freeman, he says, get busy dying or get busy living. We don't mm-hmm. have many choices in life, meaning are you going to do things that you don't like? Are you going to be in a state of mind that doesn't make you happy or are you going to try to look for the alternative? And I always say everybody, if everybody just tried to kind of do things they enjoyed most, appreciate the things that they have more, that will help your inner kind of whatever right. it is, soul or being, be happy right. and positive. So that's yeah, just kind yeah. of what I would say. Yeah, no, no, that's fantastic. And as you know, my in my third book, well, really in all three of my books, I talk about this. I have my framework, dream, plan, create, achieve. And, yes. you know, part of that dreaming is, of course, you're making a decision of what is the future that you want for yourself, right? right? And then going about the relationships and ordering your life and your activities in a way that supports that. And so the more people who you have in your ecosystem and in your world that are positive and can help to enhance and get you towards the same direction you're going in, 
the more powerful it is, the more likely you are to succeed. You know, uh, sort of like that saying, right? And I know you and I had talked about it way back uh, that, you know, when people think you're an overnight success and all of the work that goes in to being an overnight success is really about, it may be overnight for them, but you have really demonstrated through your life and through uh, your relationships. I almost, you know, before that sign, yeah. When yeah. Elmundo turned 40, we turned 50 last year, but when we turned mm-hmm. 40, I remember I almost bought a sign that says, Elmundo Boston, a 40-year overnight success. <laughs> 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 to your point, right? It's, yeah, it's a 40-year journey, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it just comes into their consciousness, but you've been at it for a very long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. yeah the, the daily habits and the uh, the mindset of being positive and staying committed to the ideals that you have. So you mentioned interns, and I think it's so important right now, we're at a time where a lot of people are going back to school or having children that are going back to school, or perhaps themselves are going back to school, uh, both in terms of younger people, but also professionals who are committing to learning in the fall or whatever. What advice do you have for those? I think I personally think mentoring and interns is so important. What advice do you have for professionals such as me or others who are contemplating, you know, what, okay, what's next in terms of supporting interns or supporting others on their development journey? Yeah, I think the number one thing by far is is looking for those mentors or teachers or examples, because we don't realize it until we're later. You look back and say, wow, so-and-so had such a such an effect, such an impact. I get that all the time from my interns. I love it when I hear from an intern five years later, 10 years, hey, Alberto, maybe you don't remember, but you said something one day in the car that has stuck with me or that I thought about when I had to make this decision to be positive or whatever it is. So I would strongly, incredibly strongly advise, find good mentors, talk to people. Don't be afraid of asking questions to people who you admire. A lot of times, you know, I find interns, even my daughter, well, I'd be so scared to, to meet my idol or someone I admire. I go, no, I wouldn't be scared. That's when you have the chance to ask them questions. And you're going to realize they're just as human as you. They've just made decisions that were right for them. They made the right decisions. So it's all about making the right decisions for each person. But once you kind of hear it over and over, I think kids will then start to do, you know, to kind of do it because I was like that. If I, as I said earlier, if I would have listened to my father at a younger age, all the things he would have asked me to do, oh, I'd be in a better place. But as a young person, you almost have to go through it, right? experience it to kind of get. So I always, I'm always asking young kids, try your best to kind of listen and take that advice in. Although the our natural instinct is to, no, let, let me, it won't happen to me. Oh, that's, right, that's right, right, right. Yeah, that's in the past. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, the flip side of that, or, or I shouldn't say flip, the complementary side of that is making sure that for those of us who are in a position to help and support, to mentor, to understand the critical role that mentoring plays, that sponsorship plays, yes. that being there with a positive word, how important that is, particularly coming out of the pandemic. Well, and also particularly in our communities. Right. Okay. I've had all types of interns, right, from all backgrounds. But I especially think that the impact that I've had is in some of the younger Latino kids who come from immigrant families, 
some families who don't speak English, never been to college. Now they're being exposed to, I bring them to a, you know, Alpha Amplify X event or to the Hispanic Heritage Breakfast. And they're seeing people of color in positions. We have a, a mayor, woman of color. They got to meet her. We have a black police chief. We have a black attorney general. We have people in corporate business that are Latino. Now mm -hmm. they're getting exposed to something that they might not have when they were right. home or in their environment, especially if they live in the inner city or some of these neighborhoods where they become a product of, of just kind of very short-sighted where they think the whole world is like the neighborhood. Because that happened to me, right? That happened yeah. to all of us. It's right. not just, you know, these kids. But right. you, that's why you want to broaden that whole term of like broadening one's horizon. Mm -hmm. Well, kids with other means, they get to go overseas for an internship they got to do a lot of other things. So I find it particularly of value when you can mentor a kid who comes from humble beginnings or humble homes, because you can really have a major, major impact. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that really resonates with me. I recall, I won't say the person's name, but I shared this story with her when I was younger and went to her home. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I had no idea that Black people lived like this, right? Mm. Because I came, like you, from a very humble beginning, a two-room shack in Barbados. And it, it was like coming to the U.S. still, you know, I was in Cambridge too, but on, on the other side. And, yeah. and on the coast. It, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was on the coast. And it was amazing to me. It When you see it or you see someone yeah. like you, which is why diversity is so important. When you can see someone like you, it's like, wow, that's achievable by somebody like me, right? And yeah. so what you're saying is so, so powerful and yeah. so important. And I hope that, like I said, those of us who are in a position to do so will really take that to heart and put it into your game plan for the fall. So Correct. we're coming up, hard to believe that we are coming up on our time together, and I want to make sure that our listeners know how to reach you. At first, I'm going to share a couple of some of the things that are top of mind for me in having our conversation. And again, thank you so much for, for being here. So, so be prepared to tell people how they can reach you right after this. So, you know, I particularly, one of my biggest takeaways, in addition to the title of this show, right, Keep It Positive, is how giving you have been in terms of yourself to others and your community and being a mentor and a sponsor for so many people, not just in the Latino community, mm -hmm. but really a lot of other communities. And I think that's something that we can all ask ourselves that question, what can I do? How can I contribute? How can I help? Another key takeaway is really being alive, being grateful for mm -hmm. the daily gifts that we have in our lives, whether that is, in your case, you have both of your parents, which is fantastic, but whatever that might be for the individual, being grateful, finding something for which you can be grateful and focusing on those positive things rather than the immense number of negative things that we can focus on given what's happening in our society. And not to the exclusion of not being in reality, but really in being intentional about being positive and helping to move others along. And the last thing, but certainly not the least that I think is 
really important is the fact of resiliency, right? When you shared that story of, you know, your family having that flood back back in the 80s and a critical decision point that you had Mm -hmm. to make, you know, is there a way we can salvage this? There's nobody else doing what we're doing. This is all, you know, this Mm -hmm. is not good. You hung in there and you all fought and brought it back. And I think that's an example that a lot of entrepreneurs can really attest to, you know, that as an entrepreneur, there will be times, it's not just in corporate, but there will be times when you have to really dig deep to make sure that you are drawing on your the positivity and the strength to move forward when it seems like all else is bleak. So I think those are some great takeaways and some great advice that you've provided us. And so again, I want to thank you. And I now want to give you this opportunity to let people know how they can reach you. Sure. Um, so my email, A Vasayo, which is my last name, A Vasayo at elmundoboston.com. Or even easier, I am very active on social media. So you can find me on Instagram, my name, Alberto Vasayo, on Facebook. Those are the two. And by the way, I use my social media for social things. So I will make you laugh. I don't get into any of the politics or news or anything. My daily goal is to, if you go on my social media, somehow, some way, make you smile or laugh because I do things and, and you know, from the places I am. And I, I'm lucky that I'm at different great places, whether it's on the field at Fenway Park or interviewing somebody or getting a, a different side of the governor or the mayor or whatever it is. It's fun. Or many years from my Channel 7 seat where I did Urban Update, just a different look at it. So I love to have fun on social media. You can find me at Alberto Vasallo. Get a follow and I'll try to make you laugh. Or maybe you can make me laugh. I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and I can attest to that. Always fun. So is there anything else before we go that you want to share with our listeners? No, just the fact that, like I said, being positive is probably a big part of my life, which I have tried to instill in my daughter. I had a recent father-daughter trip. We did the Pacific Coast Highway up in, uh, we left LA to go to San Francisco four days together. And by the fourth day, she's on her social media saying, oh, my God, my father's too much. He's just too positive. He's just too much. <laughs> and she's 24. Well, just turned 25. So, but I said, but Alec, that's a good thing. He's like, no, nah, of course, it'd be horrible if I was on social media. Oh, my God, I, my father's too grumpy or whatever. So stay positive, stay happy. And just it's contagious, right? If it, you've it listened to this, <laughs> hopefully you've laughed or want to laugh. Maybe you go on social media. But I think that positivity is a little we need a little more of that. And at the breakfast this year, Juliet, mm-hmm. I'm going to have the Boston Children's Choir open the breakfast with the following song. And I know all of who's ever listening knows this song. Do you remember yeah, the so, song? Well, 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 first you have to back up and tell everybody what the breakfast is that oh, you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> so I, I stole this idea from the Irish. It's called the Hispanic Heritage Breakfast, but it's like the Irish roast. So I get to roast. This year it's Governor Healy. Mayor Wu, Attorney General Andrea Campbell, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, State Rep Judith Garcia, all women. So it's all women this year because the state of Massachusetts is being run by women, which makes me very, very happy. Right. But I get to roast them. So every year I do this fun roast, but it's a unity type of event. We have a lot of fun skits and I'm opening it up with the Boston Children's Choir singing a, a Latino rendition of 
Bum, 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 bum. What the world needs now <laughs> is love, sweet love. So that will set the tone for the breakfast. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, so wonderful to have you here, Alberto. Thanks again. And I'm sure I will be seeing you soon, but uh, really appreciate your positivity and all that you had to share with us. Thank you. I love this podcast. Love it. Thank you for joining us on Entering the Inspiration Zone. Until next time, we would love to hear from you. So if you'd like to join our mailing list, please send an email to info at inspirationzonellc.com. That's info at inspirationzonellc.com. And be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Thank you and have a fabulous day.